podcasting from Costa Rica, the land of Porta Vida. This is the 82 Degree Quest Show. We're a weekly podcast where we talk to expats and others about their life in Costa Rica. And now, here's your host, Dan and Cindy Gaskell. Welcome to the 82 Degree Quest Show, and thank you so much for listening to us. We are celebrating our sixth month anniversary here. Happy anniversary to us. That's right. On August 13th, we arrived here in Costa Rica, and as of February 13th was our sixth month anniversary. The time has gone by extremely fast, and we're very happy and excited about it. And so we wanted to go ahead and make this our kind of our return back to um, our podcast. And so we wanted to check in with you and give you a little bit of an update about what's going on with us. Apologize a little bit for not getting with you and not making any kind of a update. Yeah, we've missed you guys. Yep. And hopefully you've missed us a little bit, but if you haven't, that's okay. <laughs> so we wanted to give you a little bit of a fill in on what's been going on with us in these, these six months and what our feelings are about being here in Costa Rica, and if we are thinking about continuing our journey here and what, what our future plans are. Now, one thing I want to say is that we have updated our website and changed it. I've redesigned it completely. It is now a lot easier to get around on. It's uh, not nearly as cluttered as it was before. Yeah, you guys should really check it out. Dan did a fantastic job on updating and modernizing everything. Thank you very much. It should be very easy to navigate now and a lot cleaner design. So we hope you go and check that out at 82degreequest.com. There's also more information on there than there ever has been before. And with updated pictures and all of our budgets that we've been keeping track of that we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but there's also some other things and, and we'll be getting back into posting some more blog ideas and, and keeping you updated on what we're doing here. So that's kind of what we've done in the past a little bit and what has happened with our website. We do want to apologize for not giving you very much content here recently in the last two or three months. We just needed a little break. Uh, things got really crazy really fast here. Uh, we didn't realize how quickly you can get overcommitted, even in Costa Rica. That's right. And <laughs> I find that uh, I was putting in way more hours doing this and some other things, more than I really had planned to do. And I was actually putting in more hours here than I was at a regular job back in the States. And I wanted my husband back. <laughs> so, so we just decided to kind of kick back a little bit and chill for a little bit and do some things that, that uh, we wanted to do while we're here in Costa Rica because our original plan was that we're going to be here for one year and then we're going to make a decision and see where we're at. And that's part of this podcast is to kind of update you and let you know where we're at right now and what we're going to do. Well, one of the questions that I get all the time is, so what do you guys do here? So Dan, why don't you tell them a little bit about your day? Well, I wake up at the crack of dawn, and it's not because I'm an early morning riser. It's just because there's something about here in Costa Rica that makes you want to get up early. Yeah, not me. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> for some of us anyway. And so I have I found that uh, when I first got here, I was getting up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, 
uh, that was right with even before that, and that was right with the sunrise. And and um, so I don't know what it is. It's just my internal clock got reset a little bit, I guess. And but the the benefits were that I was able to get up and and see the sunrise and see the birds and see all the other cool stuff that's here. We have a very nice view and we can we can see up the volcano we can see out over the mountains and that sort of thing and um so getting up early is not a not a burden by any means after i get up i generally am able to get in check my emails take a look around on some things surf the web a little bit watch a little bit of american tv on my computer and then um you know we kind of make decisions for that day we don't usually try and plan out too far in advance uh, what we're going to do for the week, but we do have some things that we do on a weekly basis. And that's part of the really great thing about living in Costa Rica is that we don't have to make plans if we don't want to. That's true. We do have certain things that we do uh, every week, but for the most part, we're kind of free to do what we want to do on a daily basis. Uh, there's always things that you have to do. There's things like you have to pay your rent. They, I find that they like that. And you have to pay um, all your utilities and that sort of thing. We go to church on Sundays. We have a Bible study that we go to on Mondays. We also go to the farmer's market, which is known as the feria, uh, every Friday. And we get our fruits and vegetables and meats there even. And um, we also are able to, to have a little social event with some of the other expats. And don't forget my guanabana drink every week. That's right. We have a, a drink there that uh, it's made from the guanabana fruit, which probably is not available in the United States. I don't know if it is or not. I've never seen it, but uh, it's supposed to be a very cancer-fighting and, and really good-for-you kind of fruit, and they love to have it in a, in a drink here. It's it's considered a super fruit. Yep, and it's, uh, it's super good, too. So that's what makes it nice because I— Okay, I doctor mine up a little bit more. I put it put it in milk, and then I have uh, sugar that's added to it. So, sure, it's uh, it's a super fruit, but I do also add a few little goodies to it. Something else that we do is on Thursday nights, uh, we get together with our neighbors uh, below us and beside us, and we have Thursday night movie night and pizza night. So it's really a fun time. We get together, watch a movie, visit. And just have a good time at being together as neighbors. We're very blessed with having really good neighbors here. Uh, the, all of our neighbors are Americans. Well, with with the exception of one, uh, but he lived in America for a long time. And uh, him and his wife lived in America down in Florida for several years before moving back here. And so we're very blessed to have a great combination of Americans who live right right with us in, in the same building and also, we also have quite a few Ticos that live around us in the same uh, development. It's also nice having Tico neighbors right here close by, because if we do need help with Spanish, they're right there to help us out. That's true. And that kind of brings me a little bit to one of the things is, um, you know, Cindy, we we came here and we didn't know any Spanish at all, really. Our first experiences with deer in the headlights look has at least dwindled a little bit, but it's not great, but it's better now. But we've also had some some good experiences with some lessons and some other things. And so what what is it that you've done to kind of help help you get better in your Spanish? 
Well, we were studying with a Tico gentleman here, Emmanuel Ulate, who's giving us individual lessons. Well, I say individual. is actually a group lesson, but there were only about four of us in the class. So that was very helpful. We have since discontinued those classes, and I am continuing to study with an app called Duolingo. It's been very helpful also, and I combine it with what I've learned in the Spanish class, and hopefully going to be getting uh, more and more fluent. Well, and also just being being in the um, surroundings here, just kind of being immersed with Spanish really helps you out a lot. Just being in the in the restaurants and the stores, uh, talking to people, you pick up some things, but uh, it, it'd be nice to, to be a little bit more fluent in it. Yeah, I was very excited the other day. Um, I was, which is one of the things that I do every day is I get up and go for a walk in the morning in the neighborhoods and you tend to see the same, some of the same people every day. And I had my actual first Spanish conversation with a little older gentleman that was walking and he was telling me that I should run and I had to tell him, no, walking is good. (laughs) No running here. Yeah, that's, um, we do that. That's one thing you, you mentioned is walking and we do a lot of walking both at a necessity and also we walk every day, uh, in the evening just because we want to, we want to keep in good shape and there's lots of, lots of great places to walk around here. So what about you, Dan? Tell us about what your plans are as far as continuing your Spanish. Well, that's a good question because right now I've really not done too much with it lately. Uh, I had started out doing some Duolingo along with uh, the, the lessons, but I've been have to be. I have to say I'm a little lazy with my with my Spanish learning right now. But I still think that I'm picking up a lot of words and and um, you know listening for phrases and that sort of thing. And I, I do look up stuff on the internet and and uh, on Google Translate. I do try and do that. And, and the other thing we do is that we, we got from a Tico friend who was actually trying to learn English was that he took post-it notes and placed them all around on objects of his house. So, you know, like bed and chair and dresser and mirror and whatever. Every time he looked at it, he could see what the English word was for that particular thing. So he, that's how he learned English or was one of the ways he learned English, and we thought, you know, that's a really good idea. So we've been kind of starting to put things on the counter, the cabinets, and all kinds of pots and pans and different things, and so we're trying to learn that way too. So that that does help, and um, it, it makes a little bit of a difference. So, it, But it is a process, and, you know, it does take some time to do. You know, I think one of the things I love the most about Costa Rica is the people, uh, both the expats and the Ticos. Um, everybody just makes us feel so warm and welcomed and helpful. I've been helping out with the breakfast for the indigent people here in Costa Rica on Saturday mornings, and that has been a great blessing to me. Uh, it not only helps me with my Spanish because I have to listen really hard when they're giving the the devotional at the beginning and also trying to talk with some of the people there. It helps me, pushes me a little bit further but more than anything, I just find that they are so loving, so welcoming, and they just want to get to know you. In general, I think that's the way it is with most of the, the locals here, the Ticos, as, as they're known. They are very helpful. They're very kind and, and um, really want to help you out. They don't, they don't look at us as, as foreigners. 
they um, are, are there to help us. And, and we're very grateful for that because we're in their space. And so we, uh, we're guests here. And so we're, we're very appreciative that, that we, we get that help. Yeah. And I would say we've tried very hard to adapt to their culture. Um, it's not fair for them to, for us to expect them to adapt to us. We want, we came here to learn th- about them and their culture. And so we want to, um, really get into the meat of that. Speaking of the meat, I love the food that's here. <laughs> <laughs> we both love the food that's here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, a little too much. Yes. That's why we walk every night. And that's why we we are not getting a car. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But Oh, yeah. There is a little panaderia, which is a bakery, uh, that's just right down the street from us. And we have to pass it every single day. And every day we smell all that wonderful bread and pastries and Sometimes it's just more than we can take. I think we gain 10 pounds just smelling it. Oh, yeah, yeah easily. Yeah, and so it's very easy to to just duck into these little stores because there's tons of little bakeries and little sodas, which are, are just small little – it's like a cafe back in the United States, little small little um, place to eat and regular restaurants and that sort of things. Yeah, like a little cafe. Yeah, exactly, and so – we love to go into these places, and, and we haven't really found anything that's been bad yet. And so, unfortunately, we've been... No, it's not bad. It's <laughs> very good. Exactly. And it's so much fun discovering new places. Yep. And we're more than open to, to trying all these new food places. And that's that's part of a problem that we have. But like I said, we're continuing to walk and, and trying to keep it off that way. I don't see it as a problem. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. One thing that I mentioned earlier was, you know, we don't have a car. And when we first came here, we said that we did not want to get a car because several reasons, because, well, they're, they're crazy drivers around here for the most part. Crazy motos. Yeah, the, the motorcyclers, the motorcyclists are pretty nutty. They, they dodge in and out of cars, but I think that's kind of a worldwide thing. But we also decided that and I think it would be fine that we could drive here because I don't think it's that bad. But the costs are are higher than what we want to want to spend for our budget. Yeah, we'd probably spend close to twice what we would in the U.S. for a good car. Yeah, it would be it'd be much more expensive. Plus, also gas is quite a bit higher. I think back in the states, it's uh, like a dollar thirty or dollar forty as we're taping this. And here it's just a little under four dollars a gallon. It's quite a bit more, you know. It's three, four, three times more. And besides, why get a car when we have Jorge to take us around and show us all kinds of wonderful things? That's right. Jorge is kind of. I guess we're going to call him our driver. He he drives for a lot of different people, but he takes people on trips, and and you can hire him to to do some things for you. You know, take you to this place or that. We've used him one time. And it was for a trip when Cindy's brother and sister-in-law, Mitch and Lisa, came in. And they were here with us for five days. And we went down to a place called Manuel Antonio, which is uh, right by the ocean. And there's a beach there, and there's a, a national park. He took us down there, and he took us over to a waterfall, Los Choros. And he also took us up to Poas, which is a volcano, which is the volcano that we see as we look out our bedroom window. Yes, we finally made it to Poaz. Yes, Woo-hoo! yeah, it took us a, you know, almost six months to do it, 
But one problem is, and with the with the volcano is that we're up so high. Yeah, I think it's at uh, ten thousand feet or or more, or something like that, at its peak, and so it gets a lot of cloud cover, and so you have to time it very well to be able to make it so that you can, when you get up there, if if it's completely cloud over, you can't see the the crater. And uh, but the day that we went, it was perfect. There was no clouds. We were able to see the crater. It's a big monstrous thing, and it's uh, a lot of fun, and, and we had a good time doing that. Yeah, we were a- also able to see the lake that is beside the crater, um, which is actually a dormant crater, uh, but is now uh, turned into a lake. And so there's actually two craters up on this particular volcano. There's lots of volcanoes here in Costa Rica. That's the first one we've seen up close. Now, we can see four or five of them from our, from our place here, but... Uh, we've only been to one, and uh, it's pretty spectacular. So you ever get a chance to be in Costa Rica, you definitely want to have volcanoes at the top of your list because it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, the other thing that we got to see that was really interesting was the Doka Coffee Plantation Tour. And I would say that it was very interesting seeing, seeing the process of how the coffee is made and packaged. Uh, they took us Took us through the whole thing from picking the beans all the way to putting it in the package. And it was amazing. They gave us the opportunity at the end of the tour to buy their amazing coffee. Uh, Unfortunately, Dan and I are not coffee drinkers. Nope, we are not coffee drinkers. And so we had to pass on that. But uh, Mitch and Lisa came with us, and they're big coffee drinkers. And so they they, uh, definitely uh, enjoyed it. And we even tried it. And there was some that were... Uh, for us, that were decent as far as taste goes, but we're just not coffee drinkers. Hey, I even got a, jo- a job offer as a bean picker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They they had they called for volunteers uh, to go out and kind of show how the the bean picking went and how you did it. And so Cindy volunteered, and she went out there, and and uh, it was kind of fun to see all that and how they how they did it. So it was a lot of fun to do. So we were able to go with Jorge, and um, that's the way I suggest anybody who comes down here is to get somebody who's local and drive them around and show them all the things because he showed us things that we would have probably never seen. Um, one thing he showed us uh, was the um, the crocodiles at uh, Tarcolis. It's a river that runs from the ocean up into the to the mainland here. It's full of crocodiles. We were at the bridge, which is probably maybe 50 feet above the water, so we could we could see them down there. And I counted, just from the bridge in the area that I was at, I counted 27 of them, and they were all just hanging out there. Some some guys had, uh, well, I think Jorge threw in a banana or a couple of bananas into the water, and they all kind of pounced on it. So I would suggest you don't want to get into that water because it wouldn't wouldn't take you long to be crocodile food. Yeah, a little bit more about Manuel Antonio. Uh, The beach there was beautiful. It was the beach that was within the National Park. Uh, We did take a guided tour. And a shout-out to our tour guide, Brian, who was awesome at showing us things that we never would have seen on our own. Also, our hotel was beautiful. Uh, We stayed at the Villas Lirio, I would highly recommend it. It was a beautiful, beautiful place, just a little bit out of town. Uh, I would say just kind of barely on the edge of town, about a five-minute drive into the beach. It was 
kind of back away from all the noise and the chaos, but it was also close enough that we were able to do everything we wanted to do. It was it was a beautiful time, and 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 uh, our guide there was able to show us things that we would have never seen. You can you can go into the to the park because Manuel Antonio is a national park, and you can go in there and you can see everything for yourself. But in order to actually see all the little animals and all the things that are hanging out there, you really need to have somebody there that knows what they're what they're looking for. And we determined that we would never have seen 90% of the things without the tour guide. We're very thankful. It, you know, it was cost a little bit more to, to have him, but it was um, well worth the extra money to, to do. I think it was only 25 or $30 a piece to, to do that, but well worth it. Being able to see the monkeys and the sloths and uh, frogs and what all other kinds of things. We saw lizards. And Anteater. We saw the Jesus lizard. The one that runs across the water. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, quite interesting and quite fun, and, and uh, we just had a great time doing it. Once we got out of Manuel Antonio, the park itself, they have all kinds of little shops and things for you, and we ate at a, at a restaurant there. Yeah, I was just going to say, and they had good food. They had great food. So, Shocker. Yep. So we, they had great food, and, and we had a good time there, and it was it was definitely a lot warmer there at the beach area. It w- I would say it's it's got to be 5 to 10 degrees warmer at the beach than it is here in the mountains. It was muy caliente. Yes, it was. Very much. Very warm. And so we we did have a good time uh, doing that. But uh, the weather here, I, I mentioned that, and uh, we're at about 3,000 feet. And so it's going to be a little cooler than down right at the beach. Like I'd mentioned, it's 5 to 10 degrees warmer down there. So... We have no air conditioning, no heating. All we have is open or close the windows here. And we have found that we really don't need anything other than maybe a fan once in a while to kind of, you know, keep the air movement. But otherwise, it's been really nice and and even better than, than I think we probably expected. I mean, we knew it was going to be nice, but it's just so consistent and so nice here all the time. Yeah, I was a little concerned about the heat and getting too hot, but it hasn't been an issue. No, the the only thing that's that's really changed in the last few months for us has been the the wind has come up. And this is a we were told about this that this is going to happen in January, February that the winds come up and they they get quite gusty here. There'll be nothing and then all of a sudden they'll gust for 5 minutes, 10 minutes. 30 minutes. On occasion, it'll be windy all day. We did have one night that was pretty windy. Uh, the winds were really howling. Yeah, and so, but but generally speaking, uh, you take the winds away, and, and the um, temperatures here have been fantastic. And the wind is supposed to start dying back down here in the next couple of weeks, I guess, uh, once we get into March. Something that is a lot of interest to everyone is the budget that we have here. Yeah, it's more interesting to Dan than it is to me. We have a section on our website that is devoted just to the budget, which you can go to and at 82degreequest.com slash budget. And it's all right there, and we've got it all updated and everything right up to through January. And it's very interesting to see what our expenses have been. I keep track of every little expense, no matter how big or small it is. Yes, every single every, expense. Every single expense, because i got to know what it is. 
So keeping track of our expenses have been very helpful because before I really didn't keep track of our expenses back in the States. It was, uh, you know, we had money that went into the account and money that went out. And if we had something left over at the end of the month, great. But uh, I didn't really keep track. But here, like I said, I keep track of everything. And it's to both prove a point and to also to see if my experiment is going to be true. And that was to live in Costa Rica for $2,000 or less a month. And generally speaking, I would say that we have stayed within that $2,000 a month actually pretty easily most of the time. You'll see as you look on the website, it'll tell you each one of the months and how they're broke down. Even with the two trips that we've made back to the United States, one in November and one in December for the holidays, even taking those expenses into consideration, we've done very well. And uh, if you take those out, we've done even better. So that's a good barometer as to what our expenses have been and, and what uh, where we're at. Yeah, and when you only have so much room in a suitcase to bring things back, it really curbs the shopping. <laughs> it does, but it does help with the budget. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing we have been asked repeatedly is, are you there forever? Are you moving back in six months? Are you what? What's your plans? Our plans have has always been, and we stated it right at the beginning, was that we're going to be here one year, and then we're going to make an assessment at that time and make make a determination whether or not the finances hold up, whether or not we like it, all kinds of factors play into it. But uh, so we have six months to go before we make a final decision. And uh, there are a few things that we want to try and do. And I don't know what what's some of those things you, you're thinking of, Cindy. Yeah, I know one of the big things that we want to do is to continue to travel. There is so much more of this awesome country to see and do, and we want to see as and do as much of it as we can. We have barely scratched the surface of what, what's possible here. It's a very small country, but there's lots of stuff to do here. And, and basically, people who ask me, you know, say, well, what do you do? What's, what's there things to do there? And it's basically, if you like any outdoor activities, they've got it here. But there's also other things to do just besides that. So there's just, you know, you can just go out and look around and just see the natural beauty. And that's that's good enough for a lot of people. And, and um, you know, if you're a photographer, if you like somebody who likes to hike or be outdoorsy, it's a fantastic place to be. So, like I said, we've barely scratched the surface, and uh, we're ready to, to keep going. It's also a great place that if you just want to lay back and relax on the beach, have a Pippa Freya, you know, it's a great place for that, too. It is indeed. So, you know, no matter what, what it is that you like to do, it's a really a great place to do it. And we found that, like I said, our expenses has has been well within line and well within our budget and uh, now we don't we're not traveling every day every week um but we we get out and we get around and we do some things and so we're not just sitting at home and doing nothing so even with a $2000 a month budget we're still able to to get um a lot of things seen and done i know something else i want to continue doing is working on my spanish um according to duolingo i am now 9% fluent so I think that's a that's a great scratching the surface, but I want to get a lot deeper than that. I would suggest that I'm probably 0.9% fluid, fluent, and um, it might be a little better than that. But um, we did stop doing our Spanish lessons. Yeah, that was 
That was kind of one of the ways that we had of reducing our time commitments. Um, it was twice a week. It was just making it where we had something that we had to do every day. So that's why we kind of pulled back on that and are kind of working with the the du- working with the Duolingo now. Yeah, and that that kind of brings me up to a little bit of why we have not been in very good contact with you here in the last four months, and that's that's Cindy touched on that, and it's it's really because we kind of overcommitted on some things. We've we just got involved in way too much stuff, and I think it's kind of typical around here that people kind of just go a little bit nuts on you know being involved in everything we were just so excited to be here and to jump headfirst into the culture and everything about costa rica that we didn't think about why it was we actually moved here yeah and i mean we were i think we were doing something on every day but one or two days and just one day yeah and so you know that along with i was putting 10, 12, 14 hours a day on, in on the website and the podcast and the blog and all that kind of thing. And I wanted my husband back. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm not sure why, but anyway, uh, so we just decided that it was just time to kind of take a little bit more time, do what it is we wanted to do here. And uh, we'll, we'll attack the, the website and the blog and the podcast in the future. So that kind of brings us a little bit to kind of what we want to do here in the future with these kind of things. Yes, you definitely have not heard the last of us. Yep. So whether that's good or bad in your own mind, I don't know. But we are going to do a little bit better job of updating our blog, our website, and also um, more pictures. There's There's a a picture, a photo gallery that's on our website that we didn't have before. So we'll be uploading pictures as we're taking them from people, places, and things here around in, in Costa Rica. I know Cindy is getting more involved with photography, and and so she's, she's actually taking some lessons from a, a person here in Costa Rica about how to, how to do some better photography and learning some tips and tricks and all that kind of thing. So we should be able to post a lot more stuff uh, in the in the future. And more podcasts. Uh, they're not going to come as often as before. Once again, that's kind of our paring down and not becoming overly committed. But we're still going to continue to put podcasts out there. So a very big question that uh, gets asked us all the time is, is this something that you would do again? Is it... Uh, you know, you went through a lot, you sold everything, you packed it all up in seven suitcases and a backpack and, and, um, you know, you made a, a big commitment and left a lot of people behind. Is this something that you do in the, in the future or do again, I guess? I think we can give it a resounding yes. yes. We would, we would definitely do it again. It's been a great experience. And, um, if for nothing else, it just has allowed us to see a different, part of the world and see how other people live and and it's been quite a quite a learning experience just for us being immersed in another culture is an educational experience you just can't do it any other way that's true that's true so like we said our plans are to stay here a full year so that gives us another six months we'll make decisions as we go and uh, we'll make that decision once we get to that six month time period and let you know 
Cindy mentioned earlier about the podcast and updating those a little regularly. We want to do that once or twice a month with interviews with the Ticos and with expats and with others here and uh, let you know. And so we, uh, we're we going to try and uh, keep that updated a little bit better. Well, that wraps up this session. And um, we're really excited about the next six months uh, because the first six months have not only flown by, but we've learned a lot and we've had a lot of good time. So until next time. Adios. And hasta luego. Thank you so much for joining us today on the 82 Degree Quest show. Head on over to 82DegreeQuest.com for full recaps of every show, blog articles, and resources you can use. Remember, living your dream is possible. All you have to do is take the very first step. Thanks again. I'm Dan Gaskell with Cindy Gaskell saying, we'll catch you next time. Thank you.